And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Can you turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 19? Let's see how much we can cover tonight. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 19. You know, since I have been meditating on the astounding description we are going to begin from verse 11 the astounding description of jesus given to us in revelation chapter 19 amen from verse i think verse 11 to 16 from verse 11 to 16 uh, we've covered up to verse 14 so far if you can recall and if i must say by way of review from verses 11 to 13 the description, let me say, say that again. The description of Jesus' authority and victory upon his return is given to us from verses 11 to 16. Amen. But by way of review tonight, I'm just going to go through some of the verses quickly until we get to verse 15. That's what I want to start with this evening. Amen. Now, verse 11, from verse 11 to verse 13, if we can review, John said that uh, um, he saw heaven open. And he saw Christ sitting on a white horse. You remembered. Then we are told, uh, he said that Jesus is called faithful and true. And if you recall, we said he's called faithful and true because you can trust him. Amen. He's faithful. He always shows up. His word is his bond. We are told he's not a God. He's not a man that he should lie. Neither is it the son of man that he should repent. Amen. So we can depend on him if he gives you a word it will come to pass yeah. amen how many of you would agree we need that in these last days yeah. we need to know god's word yeah. we need to know what god said to us and we need to know that we can stand on his word amen glory be to god amen that's the word he never changed he's the same god of yesterday today and forever yeah. put it another way the same god of the past yeah the present and the future because god doesn't leave within time amen glory be to jesus hallelujah how many of you tonight you just love the lord hallelujah you're just happy to be in the presence of the lord amen hallelujah glory be to god so we are told quickly yes that he's called faithful and he's called true amen and we are told he reigns in righteousness he reigns and judges in righteousness praise the lord you remember, we said that Jesus reigns and judges in righteousness. That's a blessing. We also told by John in Revelation, I think, verse 12, his eyes were like a flame of fire. We are just reviewing quickly. Amen. On his head were many crowns. Uh-huh. And he had the name written that no one knew but himself. Which talks about the infinity of Jesus. Even after we get to see him and know him, there is still depths about him. <laughs> I heard somebody said, you can never plumb the entire depth of God. And that's who Jesus is. There is, there is always more to know about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible tells us in, if you don't turn the, it just came to my memory, Ephesians chapter 4, 3, somewhere here, it tells us that his love has width, his love has depth, his love has breath, and his love has height. 
Now you've heard of 3D or 2D. We are talking about 4D. Ah. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> glory be to God. You've heard of two dimension and three dimension. Now we're bringing four dimensions. Amen. So that's how deep and wide he is. There is always more to know about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. No, I can serve a God like that. Amen. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Not only are we told that his eyes were like a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. He had the name that no other, no one knew but himself. But we also told that he was clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And it's because we know that it's not his own blood, it's the blood of his enemies. Amen. Those who refuse to accept him as Lord and Savior, he's going to come back and there's going to be a war. Can you see a war? Amen. It's called Armageddon. And the Bible tells us his name is called the Word of God. His name is called what? The word of God. Praise the Lord. Now last week we left off from verse 14. Can you go to verse 14 quickly? Revelation 19, 14. And I'm just going to quickly review it. We are told in verse 14. I think two weeks ago that's where we stopped. Uh, not only are we not. We are also told about his armies. And we are told that. And the armies. Verse 14. Which were in heaven. Followed him. Upon what? White horses. Clothed in. Fine linen. White and clean. So we are told that there are armies where? In heaven. And we are certain that there were angel armies and we the saints. We were going coming back accompanying Jesus. And we were dressed in what? Fine linen, white and clean. Amen. White and clean. White and clean. So we have angels and believers riding on horses. And we are certain that the reason why we were riding on horses, you, we've never seen or have never been told that angels ride horses. Typically, angels fly. Mm -hmm. Glory be to God. You'd agree. <laughs> angels fly. But we are told here, angels are riding on horses. And the reason we are told that is because angels won't be participating in the war. Neither we will be participating in the war. Jesus alone will win the war. So we are, we are accompanying him just for, just for the, um, I hate to use the word show. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Amen. But as, as, um, spectators, it just to spectate because nobody can fight Jesus. Jesus is the champion ruler. Amen. So angels are on horses. We are on horses, white horses, and we are following Jesus. Jesus is up front. And we said this is a point we cannot forget because in life, Jesus should always be where? Up front. Jesus should always be leading us. Now, since it's one thing to read the Bible and leave and leave what we see on the pages of the Bible, it's different now to apply it. Mm -hmm. We're talking about now application. We are not observing the text. We now need to apply the text for our benefit. So, and, and that is why sometimes it's important as we go through the word of God, it sometimes is dangerous to get cut in the weeds on your knees. Sometimes it's good to stand up, look back, pull back, and try to gather the idea God is trying to communicate. Are you with me, saints? And so we are told here that Jesus we are following Jesus. Mm -hmm. In life, we should always do what? 
Follow Jesus. Because if you follow Jesus, you can never go wrong. Amen. If you follow Jesus, you'll always be on the right path. Amen. So we need to, in this life, we need to do what? Follow Jesus. Jesus should always be ahead of us. Mm, what a blessing. What a blessing. Because if we are following Jesus, notice glory be to God. Thank you, God, for that revelation. If we are following Jesus, he's going to take care of all our what? All our needs. He's going to fight all our? Yes, sir. Because he's ahead of us. Tell your neighbor, keep Jesus ahead of you. Yes. Yeah, keep following Jesus. Keep. Hallelujah. Keep following Jesus. If you keep following Jesus, it's going to be all right. Because we see right here, Jesus is fighting the Antichrist and all the armies of the world because he's ahead of us. You don't have to fight them. I don't have to fight them. And Jesus is ahead and he'll take care of it. He's never lost a battle. I agree. He's never lost a battle. And I don't think he will ever lose a battle. Oh, amen. So keep Jesus ahead. Oh, hallelujah. That's what I'm going to do in these last days. I'm going to keep Jesus ahead. And, and this is what we mean. It's one thing to say, it, but how do we live it out? So as we go through life, we encounter challenges. We say, what does God would have to say about that? That's how we keep Jesus ahead. Amen. It's not a metaphoric expression. This is for real. This is for, amen. So as you encounter life challenges, what does the word of God say about that? I mean, as you go through even sicknesses and disease, what does God's word say about that? Amen. If things at the house, if there is more month, uh -huh. mm -hmm, at the end of the money, <laughs> what does God's word say about that? Amen. Glory be to God. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you're going through some challenges on the job with your supervisor and coworkers, you're going to the Bible. What does God's word say about that? That's how you keep Jesus ahead of you. Because we need to do that in these last days. There is an onslaught of evil coming against us. Let me tell you, those of you who are looking and those of us who are here, life is coming. Yeah. Let me tell you. hear me? Life is coming. And when I say life, I'm talking about evil. You see how evil is promoted so aggressively into this world? I think I said it too fast. Evil is aggressively promoted in today's world. And if you and I don't keep Jesus ahead, he'll chew you up. Oh God, I feel my help, you all. Sorry for the loud. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But that's how you... Keep Jesus ahead. That's how you keep following Jesus. Because we are just told that Jesus is the word of God. That's what the Bible says, right? Jesus is the word of God. So what does God's word say about that? Because if you and I are ignorant of God's word, we are going to recoil and then behave as a carnal Christian. We are going to get in the flesh. We are going to take things in our own hands. And the devil loves that. Because once you take it from Jesus' hand and deal with it, you've lost. Because we are fighting principalities and powers. You cannot fight the devil in your own strength. With your own ideas. Ah, oh God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. That is why you and I, we've got to make the effort... Amen. To immerse ourselves in what does the Bible say about my situation. Mm -hmm. Only then you are walking in the authority and power of the word of God. 
Only then victory is guaranteed. When Jesus is ahead of you, when you follow Jesus. And I'm saying that since because I, I, I speak with people every day who take things in their own hands. The last thing that comes on their mind is what does God's word say about that? And the first question I ask, have you consulted God on that? What does the Bible say about that? Oh, every other thing else. We want, well, let me move on here. Let me move on here. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Since you never go wrong. I had never seen that. Thank you, Master, for showing that to us tonight. When Jesus is ahead of you, he takes care of your battles. He takes care of your enemies. He takes care of your challenges. He takes care of everything else. Amen. He takes care of sicknesses and disease, demonic attacks. Are you with me, saints? Yeah, because he's ahead of you. Amen. Ah, uh, God, I give you praise. I wish our students knew that. <laughs> hey, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Can somebody say, what a Jesus? What a Jesus. Man, he's, he's got to become real to us in these last days. Mm -hmm. don't, keep him on, don't keep him on the pages of the Bible. When you keep him on the pages of the Bible, he's Logos. You need Rema. Rema is the spoken word of God. Mm-hmm. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Rema is the spoken word of God. And that's what works. That's the only thing the devil respects is what? Rema. The spoken word. When the word is spoken, the devil's got to leave. Uh-huh. That's the only thing. That's the only thing he's afraid of. The word of God. Not our intellect. No, no, not what we've accomplished. No, 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 no. Not, not our assets. No, no. Only God's word. Only God's word. That's why the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 4. As soon as God's word is preached. As soon as it's preached. The enemy comes and tries to steal it. He tries, he tries to take it. That's the only thing he's afraid of. That's the only thing. Hallelujah. Immediately after God's word is sown, he comes to take it. And as I said before, how does he take the word of God from you? This is how he takes it. The devil cannot take God's word from you without your participation. How he takes the word of God from you is, as soon as you hear the word of God, you have a choice to say yes, Lord, or no, Lord. So if your thought comes in, you say, oh, I don't think so. He just what? Stole the word from you. He has to give you a thought and you have to open your mouth and agree with him. That's why it's good to be quiet. Until you get understanding. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. And th that's how it happens. We hear of people whom God, have, God has healed. And because we have an ailment. And we haven't experienced our healing. Mm -hmm. Glory be to Jesus. Not realizing that we are next in line. Not realizing that sometimes it takes us longer to get the revelation of healing. Than others. Are you getting me? So because we're going through some challenges in our bodies or elsewhere. We hear of a victory. And instead of using it as an encouragement. We open up our mouth and say I don't think so. Because it's been a long time since we've been asking God for. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how we need. The, when the devil cannot. The devil cannot just take the word of God from you. He needs your participation. He needs you to take a thought. And then say the thought. And then you lose the word. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we are told here. Praise the Lord that. In verse 15. Can you jump to verse 15 quickly? And then. And, and, and the Bible tells us right here in verse 15. Amen. A, a description of him. Of, of, uh, 
of his return with authority and victory. And out of his mouth goeth what? A sharp what? Sword is right here. Out of whose mouth? Out of Jesus' mouth. Jesus. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. We have the word doing what? Speaking the word. He is about to fight the enemy, the Antichrist, and the Antichrist army. He's about to fight it. You would think that Jesus would stand and then lightning and thunder would come from his hands like Thor. <laughs> you know, how many of you have seen Thor? <laughs> you would think lightning and thunder and then the hammer would be... No! What, <laughs> what he does, he speaks the word. Lord, I give the, the word of God is powerful. Jesus said in Mark 13 31, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Because his word is eternal. 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 And so here he is, out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. Why? That with it he might smite the nations. He ain't playing. Excuse my vernacular. He's not playing. <laughs> He's not playing. <laughs> Smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he shreddeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the almighty God. We'll get back to that in a while. But let me just share this with you since. Because that's, where, that's what I came to discuss this evening. I'm not sure if I'll reach it. But let's attempt. Amen. After reviewing and meditating on the vivid descriptions of Jesus' authority and power chronicled here for us in Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 to 16, the thought that finally came to me, because honestly, from the time we began teaching, I would go to bed thinking about that. I would get up thinking about it, driving around thinking about it, and then finally I said, God, what is it about this? That you want me to know. Because it's one thing to get, as I said, get in the text and teach the topic of the text. It's another thing to move back and ask God, what are you saying that's not documented there? You see what I'm saying? What are you saying you are not saying? What are you saying that I have to put some time for it to be revealed to me? And finally, this is what the Lord said to me. Since this is beautiful. God said this to me. What I'm showing you here is this right here. Jesus has a mandate to dominate. Yes. Yeah, that's what he said to me. He said, Jesus has a mandate. Mandate means an obligation, a directive from God. Jesus has a mandate to do what? To dominate. And this is the title for this evening's teaching. Sorry for taking such a long time. <laughs> Jesus has a mandate to do what? dominate and this is what the Lord said to me this is what the Lord said to me <laughs> glory be to God we Christians need to adopt the same perspective yeah I think that's what he's been trying to tell me for the long time that Jesus has a mandate to dominate and we Christians should adopt the same perspective we too should what have a mandate to dominate not just survive not just compete 
Oh God, I give you praise. You, you see, brothers and sisters, we, 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 with the aggressive promotion of evil in today's world, we Christians have no choice but to what? Dominate. <laughs> we need to strive to dominate in every area of our lives. Look, look, there is no time to compromise. There is no time to survive. There is no time. Are you getting me sense? It's too late for that. You see how aggressive the devil is. He's trying to explore every area of our weaknesses. Are you with me, saints? So it's time that we dominate in every area, not just survive. Woo, God, we give you praise. We give you praise. In these last days, the only language evil is going to respect, the only lifestyle evil is going to respect, the only thinking evil is going to respect is one that is pregnant with dominance. Are you with me? We got to what? Overdo it. <laughs> We've got to do what? Overdo it. Can you, can you name some areas where you have to overdo it? You got to overdo it in prayer. We got to overdo it in studying God's word. We got to overdo it in meditation. We got to overdo it in church attendance. Uh, yeah, overdo it fasting. Amen. Let me, can I say it again? Overdo it in church attendance. <laughs> I know it's not popular nowadays. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. But we have to overdo it. We, and that's how we dominate. That's how we what? Dominate. I really want us to, to I, want, I want us to get that tonight. Because I think that's what God was finally trying to get to me. After having carried that on my heart for almost a month. I just have to ask God, what exactly are you trying to tell me? And God said to me, we need to adopt the same perspective Jesus has. And that is to dominate. Jesus, when Jesus comes back, the Bible, we just look at the word smite. The word smite there means to disable with one blow. <laughs> when the Bible is, when Jesus comes back. There's going to be 200 million foot soldiers from China in Israel fighting against the Antichrist. That's just from China. We haven't mentioned those who are from Russia and from the other kings of the world. There's going to be a lot of men. Mm -hmm. And the Bible said Jesus is going to take them down with one blow. There'll be no need for wrestling. No, 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 no wrestling. There'll be no need for, no, nothing like that. Smite one blow because his goal is to dominate. You see the word rule. Look at the word right here. Rule. Because when you rule, you dominate. When you rule, it means that, uh, it means that you, 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 you are facing some type of opposition. Uh -huh, and you have to put your foot down. Ah, uh, God. You need to show whoever is trying to, uh, I'm looking for a word, stage a coup. Whoever is trying to stage a coup, you need to put them down. Well, well, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 6, verses 12 and 14. Let's look at verse Romans 6, 12. And I'm sharing with you, brothers and sisters, I, 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 I feel in my spirit, God has sent me to tell you this tonight. You need to dominate. Mm -hmm. Too much, there's been too much 
compromise. Mm -hmm. Too much of it. Mm -hmm. Too much slackness. We've been a little lackadaisical. Mm -hmm. We've become a little lukewarm. Is that okay? Yeah, you see, I'm, uh, well, no, it's not okay. But am I talking the truth? <laughs> yeah, no, being lukewarm is not okay. But we have become lukewarm. No, you know, sometimes when the bills are paid, glory be to God, and the struggle is not on. Are you with me, sins? Financially, glory be to Jesus. Sometimes we get a little comfortable. Mm -hmm, and comfort as a way of affecting our, our devotion, our commitment, if you're not careful. Sometimes you got to keep your eye on Jesus. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep your eye on Jesus because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The war is a spiritual war, brothers and sisters. Doc, do you know what breaks my heart? When we were growing up, the church doors were always open for prayer meeting. We were always in church praying. Young people flocking. I'm talking about uh, um, uh, 1985, 1986, 1987. Men, the church doors were open. People would come to pray at 1 o'clock and go back. They would cut their, take their lunch break, drive to the church 10 minutes and pray. At least sit in God's presence 20 minutes and then drive back to work. I remember that I was working at Farmio and then I, in the budget office and I would ask my supervisor, can I drive down to, I'm talking about 1985, 86. Can I drive down? Can I, I would ask her, can my lunch be an hour and a half and can I work until six o'clock to make up my time I am not sure where that desire has gone that first the church has lost its first to pursue God I'm wondering where is it and I'm, I'm it bothers me I'm frightened because I know the importance of prayer and studying God's word. Life is coming. <laughs> and I'm not going to define what life means, what I think it means. I'll leave that for you. But it's coming. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter 6 verse 12 says, and the suggested subject verb there is you. You, you, why are you? You let not sin, therefore reign. Don't let sin dominate you. We're still talking about domination, right? So Paul is telling the saints in Rome, because the battle is on. Mm -hmm. Because the war is on. Are we in a war? Jesus was in a war. Jesus, sorry, is going to be in a war. And we see what he did. He's going to speak the word. Here, we're in a war. And the Bible says in verse 12, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul is speaking to the saints in Rome. One of the things that bothers me a lot is because I hear a lot of people say, well, Paul said. Uh, John said. I'm saying something is wrong with that picture. I'm here in Matthew said, no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit is the author. The Holy Spirit. You know, right here now I'm tempted to, to take a back alley, but I will not fall to that temptation. Let me move. 
<laughs> Let me move right along. Amen. But the Bible says here, as I said, the suggested subject verb is you. You is not there, but you got to put it in there. You let not sin reign in your mortal's body. You want to have to do it. Amen. It doesn't just happen. Reign as a king and rule and dominate you or me. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Just like Jesus has a mandate to dominate. We should not let sin reign or dominate us. Mm -hmm. We should dominate. Are you with me? We should dominate. Glory be to Jesus. Let's go to verse, uh, verse 14. Verse 14 tells us also here. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. For sin shall not have what? Dominion over you. Over me. Over us. That's what the Bible says. Do not let it dominate you. Because it can. If you allow it, it can. Mm -hmm. Let me say it again. If you allow it, it what? It can. So what we do is we speak the word like we see Jesus do. Because it's a war. Second Corinthians, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 10. Let's go to verse, I think verse 2, 3, and 4. Second Corinthians, yeah. Chapter 10. Let's go to verse, I think it's verse 3. Is it Second Corinthians or first? Let's go to verse 3. Yes, here it is. For though we walk in the flesh. How do we walk? Walk here means to live out our lives. For even though we live out our lives in the flesh. We're in the flesh, right? We do not what? War after the flesh. Even if we live out our life on this earth as human beings, flesh. Our war is not with human beings. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Our war is not with human. And so many times I see people fighting with people. Well, ring, 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 ring. Yeah. Do you know such and such person what they did? Who gives a rip? Yes, we wrestle against demons. That's where the fight is. And just keep calling one person to another person, messing up the body of Christ. Since we need, we, we need, we need transformation. I'm going to preach a sermon on Sunday you don't want to miss. You don't want to miss Sunday sermon. Is that you, we need transformation in the body of Christ. Too many of us, we got saved and park. We need transformation. Because if you get transformed like a crawling butterfly, sorry, a crawling caterpillar, a crawling caterpillar moves to a, chrys a chrysalis, and then the chrysalis breaks open, and he or she becomes a soaring butterfly. I that's where we need to be as Christians soaring from glory to glory soaring from faith to faith not crawling like a caterpillar we have too many caterpillars in the body of Christ let me move along here let me move along let me move along here let me move along let me move along, me move along. and it's, it's, it hurts it bothers me and when I say bothers me it does not not to the point where I won't get a good rest but you see people with a lot of potential. But they are so carnal. We do not war after the flesh. Are we in a war or not? The Bible just tells you that. The Bible just tells us we're, in a, we're at war. It's right here. Can you, go to, can you go to verse 4? Verse 4 is an... For the weapons of our warfare 
are not what? Do we have weapons? Yes. Do we have weapons? What are our, what are what are our weapons? Praise, prayer, giving. Matthew chapter six. Jesus said, "When you pray." Jesus said, "When you fast." Jesus said, "When you give." And the only offensive weapon that's listed in Ephesians chapter six, the only offensive weapon listed is the word of God. And in some Christian circles, we preach against speaking the word of God. We preach against saying in the name of Jesus. We cannot talk to devil. To the devil, who says you cannot talk to the devil? You are at war. How do you fight a war? We have been the only offensive weapon we have is the word of God. And so the Bible tells us in James chapter 4 submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will. That's it. That's it. And then what you do after you speak a word, you double down. You get into some fasting. Yeah, he said, Devil, you come for my family? Not today, not ever. I'm gonna turn that plate over. One meal a day. If I gotta lose weight, I gotta lose weight. But pastor, I need to come to the church to pray a certain time every day. Pastor, I need to do an, an, an all-nighter. Can you, I get the keys for the church, yes. I need to come here five o'clock in the morning. My family is in trouble! I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta fight. Well, 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 some of you, you look at me like I'm talking French. Let me talk English. <laughs> oh, glory be. I'm telling you things I've done. Amen. Things we've done. Amen. To put the devil back on the run. To let him tuck tail and run. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Amen. It's you and God. Mm -hmm. You know there's a war going on in the heavenlies. Jesus is showing us how to war. He's showing us how to war. You speak the word. You speak the word and you don't back down. Doesn't matter what they say. Doesn't matter who tells you anything. You got a promise from God. Mm -hmm. You got a what? A promise from God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1.20, In Jesus Christ, all the promises of God are yes and amen. For all the promises of God in him are yes. So any promise you find in the Bible... Mm -hmm. Any promise you find in the Bible referring to your situation, we are told here for all the promises of God in Him that's in Jesus Christ, our what? Yes, and in Him, Amen. Unto whom the glory of God, God is the one looking to get glory, Amen, by keeping His promises. Very, very simple. Isn't the Bible wonderful? How wonderful! <laughs> How many of you are understanding what I'm saying? We have a mandate to dominate. As of tonight, for those of you who, who are listening and for those of us who are here, let us attempt to live our life that way. Mm -hmm. Just dominate in every area. We need a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. We need a breakthrough. Let me say it again. Too many th we need a breakthrough. Too many things are on life support now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. We need to push some things through. Yeah, yeah. We need to add, push some things through. We need to spend some time in Gethsemane to win Calvary. I, what is your Calvary? What are you trying to conquer? Where you conquer Calvary is in Gethsemane. In prayer, on his knees. All night, he's praying. 
fighting like Jacob. Jacob wrestled all night and said, bless me. Jacob said, if you don't bless me, I am not letting you go. Because I recognize you are my help. I have no other help. I have no other recourse. <laughs> we haven't reached that point of desperation. And the angel said, when the angel realized this man is not going to let him go, all night, the sun is about to rise. Mm -hmm. The angel slapped him on his thigh. And his thigh got dislocated. And he began to walk with a limp. Mm -hmm. No, no. We'll know when you get your breakthrough because your walk will be different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. We'll know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, your, oh, yeah. Your walk will be different. Yes, sir. Your talk will be different. Oh, your commitment will be different. Your prayers will be different. Well, God, we give you praise. We give you praise. We need to push some things through sins. And so God sent me tonight to tell you to adopt Jesus' perspective. We need to embrace a mandate to dominate. I remember the men's ministry in a um, long time ago. I'm not sure if you remember Minister Dean. Long time ago in 2018 or 2017, we met right at uh, right here and we were looking for a model for the men's ministry and we came up with we have a mandate to be great. A mandate to be great. Not Jesus. Jesus is already great. The Bible says he's the king of kings. And the lord of lords. Woo! He's already great. But I just thought I would say it. Amen. A mandate to be great. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> Anyhow. Father we thank you for your word. Since I want to go further. I have much more material. But I need you. I need to stop on that note tonight. As of tonight, when you leave here, I got to overdo it. Because I got a mandate to dominate in every area. I'm not just going to survive and do the bare minimum. I'm not going to remain lukewarm. Evil is being aggressively promoted. Everywhere. Ev everywhere. The devil is trying to dominate us. And discourage us. So he brings problems after problems and issues after issues. Now we won't take responsibility for where we are. Let me say that again. We will not take, not, I'm not talking about literally, amen. Some of us do take responsibility. But for the majority of us who are blaming over there and blaming this and blaming that. Why don't you sit back sometime and take responsibility for where you are? Hmm? Why, why don't you step back and say, okay, I made some mistakes. Amen. Now I need to straighten up and fly right. I have burned too many bridges. I have messed up too many good resources God sent my way. Let me now take a break and get my life together. Instead of blaming people. Why don't, you, why don't we start with ourselves? Amen. You know, I did that a long time ago. It hurt. I had to go to God and say, God, I messed up. I'm taking responsibility for where I am. Yes, I am taking responsibility. I told God, everybody else is right. <laughs> I'm wrong. My life changed. I began to read the Bible and I, I began to see things I'd never seen. Revelation knowledge. It's amazing. When you, I call it ground zero. Mm -hmm. Ground zero is good ground. <laughs> 
Amen. It is what good ground. Amen. It's good ground. I, I, and, and I even said, I said, I even said, I even said, Jesus, I'm tired of calling people to help me. I, I used to, can you pray with me about this? Can you pray about that? You know, can you? Rah, rah. Hmm? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. I, I said, I'm going to take responsibility as of today. I said, it seems like we are not close as I thought we were. Yeah, I, I began talking to Jesus. I remember that day vividly. I said, it seems like we are not close as I thought. Or maybe there are some things. And I delve into the Bible. I began to devour. I, I became voracious. I, became, I began to search. I began to seek. To seek is to engage in a careful, deliberate search. Seek doesn't just happen. Let me say it again. S-E-E-K doesn't just happen. No. It has to be intentional. It has to be deliberate. And it has to, it, it involves a good portion of time. Not quality time only, but quantity. Well, let me move on here. Let me move on here. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you for your word tonight, Father. Thank you for ministering for me to me today, Father. I needed that word, Lord. I, I needed that word, Father. You're such a wonderful Savior. You know, for those of you who are looking tonight, if you're not saved, tonight is a good night to be saved. Tonight is a good night to move from darkness to the kingdom of light. The Bible says, if you hear his voice, today harden not your heart. Since harden not your heart. Or my brother, my sister who's looking, if you are not saved, you need to be saved. And adopt Jesus' perspective. Have a mandate to dominate. Because if you don't dominate this particular life, this life will dominate you. What you fail to dominate will dominate you. And so, to get the power to do so, pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I needed a Savior. Thank you for sending Jesus to save me. Say, tonight, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. You say, it. say Jesus, I make you my Lord, now and forever. Amen. And amen. If you pray this prayer, you just moved from darkness to the kingdom of God. Amen. Send us a message. Send us some information. An email at iogmtally at gmail.com. iogmtally at gmail.com. Send us some mail. 4750 Capital Circle, Southeast Tallahassee, Florida. 32311 is the zip code. Amen. What a blessing. We'll pray with you. We'll believe God with you. We'll send some material. Amen. And bless you. Isn't God a wonderful God? Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together and give our Lord Jesus Christ a hand. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, glory, and honor. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Say peace. Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing broken. Say peace in my house. Peace on my job. Peace in my heart. Peace everywhere I go. I am a carrier of peace. In Jesus' name, 
Amen, Amen and Amen. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.